You're going to remember this every day for the rest of your life. If you want to get to a goal, if you want to get to your dream, you got to focus on all the little steps. You have to put in your time. You have to be patient and you have to enjoy the process. Whatever you're doing now, whatever you want to be great at, whatever you want to be special at, I'm sure you, you may be already be good at it, but to be extraordinary, you have to do extra. I firmly believe that we are all here for a very specific reason, to do something truly extraordinary. But what are you going to do to get there? Welcome to the show, Magda. How are you today? Thank you for having me on the Mark Magna podcast. It's been, what, six years since I, I, I've been wanting to be on your podcast desperately. And every time I see you, I'm like, please, Mark, pick me, pick me. <laughs> and you just walk by me. And, and I've been faithful. I've been That's loyal. Nice. But nice. Uh, I'm good, honey. Thank you it, for having me on your show. It's so good to have you here. We know you're a celebrity, <laughs> Miami, United States, worldwide celeb. But and there's a lot of things we want to talk about, but we must start out with the book. Tell us about this book that is making waves. Yeah, it's making some, some tsunami waves. You know, I've been writing this book for 30 years, Mark. I feel like I have, and I still have all the chapters handwritten uh, in teenage handwriting and young adult handwriting and, you know, scorned wife, uh, pained mother. I have all the chapters, but I finally, uh, during COVID, decided I was going to execute. And I did quietly when people were sleeping. Um, and I'm glad I did. Uh, the book might be causing waves because it's brutally honest. Um, it's it's life-changing for me and for the people in the book. I tried to keep it positive. Uh, it's a choice I make. Uh, but I talked about some ugly truths. So it is indeed making waves. I'm selling books, uh, all types, Audible. And by the way, thank you for that reference uh, for the Audible. But oh, yeah. They were fantastic. Um, I'm selling books at night. Uh, it's kind of shocking. People at night buy books uh, after I go to sleep. Really? Yeah. <laughs> and I wake up and the book sales are there and, and it's fun and I'm getting a lot of wonderful feedback and and I'm really glad I got it out. It's been kind of uh, easier to let go of some of the pains I talked about after publishing the book. Mm -hmm. uh, once I told my story and you know, history is just a story. And you can change that every time you tell it. Um, but when you, when I published the book, it was like, okay, it all kind of went away. Mm -hmm. And that was fun. Yeah. Um, yeah, so the book has been great. It's a little scary. Uh, the, the photograph on the cover of the book is still... I know. Tell us about the photograph on the cover. Explain. The photograph on the cover is, you know, when people take... Let me just say this. When people take a uh, cover photo for a book... They get all glammed up. They do the hair. They do the makeup. They do everything. This is not that. And I know it's very strategic, but they need to understand what it is and why it is what it is. So please explain. I think the the main reason I show truly that photograph is uh, my mugshot from my second conviction. Um, I have been to jail twice, and uh, that photograph was was very scarring to me and I needed to expose that photograph for reasons that I still can't talk about uh, or write about or share that's how painful they are but I needed to expose that photograph to say to any doubters 
Uh, anyone that thinks that for a minute I feel shame, I don't. I am very proud of going to jail uh, that second time, specifically because I did it for the right reasons, and I'd do it again. I did not get glammed up. There were no lights. I didn't even get to show my beautiful teeth, which I've paid a fortune for. But it, it does stop a human being, and it makes them, you know, double take. And, of course, that increases sales. But more than that, it shows we are all fallible. We are all uh, ugly. We are all scared. And I'm just showing it in one photograph with no words. And anyone who denies that they wake up with acne or uh, Botoxless lines or anger at one point or another is in denial. And, you know, I don't deny anything. No, not at all. And the book is brutally honest. And you talk about a lot of things in that book. And, you know, this interview is about you. This book is about you. But I, I can only imagine, you know, what you went through. Um, and, 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 you know, when you read the book and and I've spent time around you and, and we've swapped stories, but you've told me some really, really powerful things that have happened to you and have it, that have impacted you. Do you think, it's kind of something like you think that it was so hard and like uh, traumatic. Do you ever get over those things? Because I, honestly, if you didn't, I wouldn't blame you if you didn't because it's so hard. So what are your thoughts? How do you get, move forward and, and take the lessons? And because it's honestly, you're a soldier and a warrior for just number one, putting it out there and number two, for, for soldiering on. It takes a lot of chutzpah to write a book. Um, and by the way, congratulations on your book. Uh, I am surrounded by authors. I really am. I'm uh, an author. Yes, you are. <laughs> and you know what? In being yeah. an author, you take authority. Yeah. And I, I have a whole section in my home of, of authors that are my friends. And it, it reminds me of if they can do it, I can do it. And how do I soldier on and how do I get through it? And is there trauma? I have scars all over my body, um, physical scars. And, and I have scars that you can't see. And I wear them with pride and I, I look at them all the time and I study them and they keep me humble and they keep me coming, um, hitting, waking up. And uh, you know, it's so funny, my son once said, do you think I feel like waking up, mom? And I remember when he said that, I was like, do you think anybody feels like waking up, son? Because we all go through trauma. And I think the, the better way to approach trauma is to really observe it, study it, understand it, and with discipline in whatever your journey is, attack it ferociously. Mm -hmm. And I, I have practices, and you're well aware of some of them, um, that get me through them on a daily basis, but it's hard and, and I don't know anybody that doesn't have trauma. And I like to say, hi, how are you? What's your issue? What's your story? And I really wanna hear the juice. I don't mm -hmm. wanna hear, uh, you know, I broke a nail or so-and-so, mm -hmm. you know, didn't call me back. I wanna hear what pains you, what moves you, what ignites you. A small talk is not for me. Uh, I won't waste my time. I could live weights, uh, which is much more gratifying. And 
I love to meet people that have stories. Mm -hmm. Love it. And I encourage people to tell their story. I think it's important for our world to heal. And I think it's important for our children to hear because that really is the future. We want a different world. We need to invest in the kids. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. What, what was the, uh, I guess, moment or triggering moment, if you will, that actually signaled you to say, I'm writing this book? Did you always know after those challenging parts of your life that you were going to write a book? Absolutely. I yeah. knew I was going to write a book at a very young age. I kept saying, I'm going to put this in the book. I'm going to put this in the book. Just like uh, I wake up in the dark and I do weird things because I do do weird things. I take an enormous amount of vitamins and powders every single day because I think this will cleanse me. Um, it's a practice. Uh, just like the methods of, of working, I, I work nonstop. Um, sometimes I think I'm punishing myself, but no, I'm protecting myself. I knew I was going to write the book at a very young age. The trigger was COVID. Um, you know, I can't sit idle. I can't be bored. Uh, boredom is, is a choice. Um, I, I need to create, I need to keep moving. And since we were in lockdown, we couldn't live our lives freely. I said, how do I turn this into production of goodness? Never money. Uh, how do I turn this idle time into production? And um, it was really COVID that made me pull the trigger on it. And I'm so grateful for COVID in many ways. And oh, that's yeah. one of them, yeah. Oh, yeah. What was the hardest part of writing the book? My son, uh, every time I wrote a chapter, uh, you know, he's 21 now, so his comprehension level is good. And I kept thinking every time I finished a chapter, how is he going to look at this? How is he going to interpret this? How will this affect him? Um, I am a fierce protector of the few people that I love. If I love you, I, you feel it. And all the time I kept thinking about my son and I, I asked for permission I did I said honey I, I really would like for you to read the final um, draft and give me your blessing um, it was the hardest part other than that there was no hard part I'm highly organized fearless uh, in the way I, I want to, to convey a message but it was Roman it was my son that always kind of made me think twice not doubt myself but think twice in, in roman uh magda's son is a uh very intelligent uh smart young man he, we were lucky enough to have him intern at anatomy i remember one day specifically i said i'm going to give him this to do and this will keep him busy for the week and by noon he had finished it and i i was i couldn't believe <laughs> i said okay okay so <laughs> he was uh he's very sharp uh great great kid and, you know, being a single mom is, I was raised by a single mom, so I know single moms very well. And I know that's a very challenging, challenging job. And um, what, what do you think the hardest part of being a single mom has been for you? Or a few, couple of things to highlight other than just, you know, doing it all by yourself? I think the hardest part in being a single parent, and his his father is alive uh thank god but uh i have zero communication with uh his dad unfortunately so anytime i had to make a choice regarding my son 
or had to deal with an issue, which is on a daily basis when you have children, you want to kind of check. You want to say, am I doing right? Did I handle this correctly? Um, you never want to fail them in any way, and you're going to fail. You will undoubtedly make a mistake. All parents do. Um, that was the hardest part. I didn't really have anyone to back me up. My dad is not around. My mom is an ill example of a parent. So I couldn't check with anyone, am I doing this right? I did what I saw in the movies, like the best moms. I outdid myself in his school. I mean, I was like furniture, like I am at 1220, um, serving, always serving, grateful that they were taking care of my son. Um, anybody who helps my son has my servitude for life because I just adore that little man, you know, and not having that backup of, you know, somebody I could check with, that was the most challenging. Thank God we were never hungry or anything like that. Thank God there was never any hitting or anything like this. My son is, was a fantastic child growing up, uh, gave me zero issues, a stellar performance in every way. Uh, but yeah, th I think that was the hardest part. I had no one to check with. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I often um, have these daydreams about being a parent, and I also have the panic attacks of what would I do if my young person I knew was going to an event where they would be possibly challenged or their integrity or their morals could be compromised, whatever it may be. I just wonder, and that hasn't even happened yet. You know, when they say parenting at 16, 17, whatever age it may be, you're no longer a parent, you're a consultant. And a friend of mine said that. And he said, when once they go to that house party, you're not there and they're 16 years old, you, you know, you can only hope that all the work you did up until that point rubs off on them and they make a positive decision or a decision that, you know, is going to not put them in harm's way or compromise their health. If you could tell me what you're going to be a successful parent what does that look like your son come turns out to be like this type of man what does that look like this type of man would look like um honest hard-working disciplined committed and healthy those are the things that i want the most for that man mm -hmm. or that woman i wasn't fortunate enough to have a little girl thank god oh, so expensive but <laughs> you know uh that's what i want for my son is those things i don't want grandeur i don't want greatness i want happy and healthy and honest most important disciplined uh because you know uh, from your life without discipline and commitment you have nothing you have nothing um Money comes, goes, uh, love and sex come and go. If you have discipline and commitment, you can get through those waves of life. Uh, and I think Roman has the tools. I think I definitely showed them in, in life, in, in action. And I know he knows them, but he's still 21 years old. And I was 21, and I was a difficult 21-year-old. So, uh, I, and pray mark I, and pray mm -hmm. uh I, I hope my son finds some sort of faith uh whatever that faith is 
and uh, you know can keep going to that faith. And he knows. I mean, as long as I'm alive, he has a hurricane mm-hmm. backing him up. So um, that's an ideal happy human, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. He's very fortunate. First, I, I say. And the other day I was thinking uh, about a friend who has a father that really, really cares. And he always says, you know, my, my dad's a little bit overwhelming. And and I, I was thinking, you know, you're lucky to have a dad like that. <laughs> that I did draw him from my own situation. I was thinking, you know, let me take that back. You're actually lucky to have a dad. That's right. <laughs> but um, That's right. Do you ever feel like, because that love is so powerful and you're, you're, you're so connected that, do you ever get worried that maybe it's too much? Honestly, uh, because you, it's not like you're always, like you said, a hurricane. You're always there and you're the most, you're such a, a powerful human being and you're such a caring person. But does it ever not worry you, but you feel like, man, maybe I'm doing too much? Because sometimes if you do too much, it could be you're too supportive and you need them to uh, fend for themselves, right? So it's. It, I'm glad you brought that up uh, specifically to me because i think you and i have that personality trait in common i am too much in everything that i love and if i love you i'm gonna inundate you and shower you with light because i don't know how to say no i don't know how to stop Mm -hmm. uh once you light that ignition i am off to the races Mm -hmm. and do i feel like i maybe was too much or will continue to love my son too hard the answer is yes Mm -hmm. um and i don't regret it i i tell him i am a lot to deal with he benefited from that a lot a lot uh the birthday parties were circuses um i was the lady standing outside of every classroom for 12 years um everybody knew roman's mom and uh it's it's I feel like, poor guy, I mean, everywhere he goes, Roman's mom is right behind him. Mm. And I didn't know any other way. Of course, I feel like he's a man. You know, he's going to get girlfriends. He's going to have a a wife. And I'm going to love her too much um, and also watch her closely uh, to make sure that my son is happy. Um, Help her if she needs help. And, you know, if my... To be quite honest with you, Mark, for sure, I was too much as a parent. I don't regret it. I apologize for it if if I feel like maybe I didn't let him blossom to his full potential because I was always there throwing down the red carpet, protecting my son, walking in front of my son. Uh, I remember the first time he had a fist fight. I looked at the little boy. I just looked at him. And I was like, <laughs> come near my son again. And And the thing is, is I didn't let him fight back. You know, I, 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 I gave him the look, you know, mm. of don't come near my kid. And, right, right. you know, maybe I should have let him fight back. I still remember the little boy's name. Mm-hmm. And uh, maybe I should have let him mess up, you know, um, get dirty, get bloody, learn how to throw a punch. Um, I don't think Roman knows how to throw a punch, Mark. Well, I'm not so sure I know how to throw a punch either, but I've taken a few. Um, <laughs> I think he, he, he's uh, obviously super fortunate to have a mom like you, and um, he's a great kid. Um, I know that there's a lot of things that go into being Magda, and you're 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 an author now. You're a single mom. You you you've worked hard at so many different things. 
what's next for you? Because you have so much ahead of you, but you, you're, you're so involved in fitness. I know your health is super important. What's involved? Well, let's talk about your health and how serious you take health, and then we'll go into what's, what's on the road ahead. What's interesting about my health is, yeah, my health is very important to me because without health, you have zero. Um, also, I just love to learn new things. Mm. I love to learn new things, and I love to feel my heart rate go to an anaerobic level. I love to sweat, um, and it's therapy for me. I lose myself. I completely lose myself. I go like blank. I meditate. I get the answers to the real life questions during the practices, whatever the practice is. Next in my life is uh, I'm going to be 50 years old in 90 days. Um, I will not take no for an answer. Big party? Yeah, 50. Big party? Yeah, 50. So you might want to rethink your life right where's, now. Where's where's this party going to be? Uh, I'm still looking for the location, but okay. I am sending you the invite in June. Is it going to be sure. fl- floating on the water? Yeah, something like that. Me coming out of the moon or something. Obviously. But just to make sure that you rearrange your schedule, because it's a okay. very special thing, us Leos. But what's next for me is focusing on... Uh, marketing the book because you know that writing a book and then selling the book are two different animals um i've opened two companies during covid one that i'm very excited about because i'm working with local artists and i get to elevate local miami school wonderful humans and that ignites me i'm a i'm a miami girl as much as i i grew up in canada I have roots here that are long and strong and I'm, I'm nurturing them and, and I'm creating. I'm also very much in love with a Midtown Anatomy member and that's been a, a, a whirlwind of love and greatness and I never expected that. It came out of left field and so... Was it challenging to fall in love with a member from another location? It pissed me off. Really? It, I did you felt try to convert betrayed. Him? Be honest. Did you try to convert I him? I did. I lobbied. And the thing is, is you're, you're talking to somebody who's very headstrong. So I couldn't understand. And I even had a long conversation with Grant about it. I said, Grant, I feel betrayed. Grant is Magda's not uh, trainer body architect, who was also the first person we hired at, uh, first body architect we hired at 1220, who's, uh, he's a really special person. Um, he's also very, very fit looking. But he's a, he's a, I, I say it all the time, he's a, you know, more than anything, he's a good person. And uh, I feel like uh, Grant has come a long way. And I know there's a lot there and there's a lot more, but, you know, I have a connection to him because, you know, he, he's far from perfect. But, you know, it's great to be around people who know they're not perfect and always want to do better. Because some people just don't care. You know, when people don't care, those aren't the people that I want to be around. I don't want to get that on me. And Grant Whedon's is a good person, hard worker, and cares about other people. And he's Magda's trainer. I hope uh, he's one. Of, I'm one of the people he cares about. I'm pretty sure I am. Last night we're at an event, and um, it was a pretty fancy event. And uh, a lady walked up to us, and she says, "Is this the event that you? I'm sorry to interrupt you. That you're going to be um, uh, millionaires from?" Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Make sure. It was a very interesting event. And uh, a lady walks up to us and says, don't you guys work at anatomy? <laughs> and I, I said, he works at anatomy. I am a member, but he's here as my bodyguard tonight. And he starts laughing and he says, I'm her trainer. And I 
said to the lady, he's far more than my trainer. And does hold on here. Does he understand that? I mean, he said that, but he obviously knows what a big role he has in your life, right? But because him, he's a, he's him describing himself as a trainer in front of me is he forgot about that role <laughs> momentarily <laughs> lapsed. That's what I was thinking. But the truth is, is he knows it, obviously. His entire um, class setting and the people that he trains are so much more than clients. And I am a prime example of that. Uh, I trust him with my money with my son. Uh, I love his family, his mother, his wife, his dog. Uh, you have a, a, a very keen sense of hiring human beings that are valuable beyond words. Don't, don't. It's don't, you. Don't, it's not me. It's don't you. No, it takes one to know one. You give that look, and that look is the same look I give. It, it's, it's a very interesting gift you have of picking human beings that are above average in every way. And yes, he's fallible and he's human, but my God, you picked a winner in Grant. Yeah. Yeah, he's definitely a special human being. He's going to probably not listen to this, but if he does... He listens. He doesn't yeah. read. Yeah. If it's not Bitcoin, he doesn't read. I say you need to listen to Audible books, Grant. He's listening to my Audible. Okay. Did he listen to your Audible? I don't know. Probably not. He didn't even go to your movie, but I went to your movie. That's all right. That's all right. I don't expect him to. Mark, you're one of the people that I love fiercely. Um, I know you are too old to be my son. Um, I'm not that old. We just had this conversation. Okay. I can't be your mother. 30, trust me. 30, I, I just 30, physically 30, cannot. 38-ish. Yeah, right, bro. <laughs> but here's the thing. I... I from the moment, okay, I'm gonna be really honest with you now that we're in private. Um, the first day I saw you, physically saw you, I said, that man is a lion. Because i that's what you resembled. And I remember you speaking and me saying, oh my God, he's like Tarzan. I couldn't believe your physical, pre your physical presence. And it, it, it wasn't the muscles and stuff, it was just, you have this aura about you. Anyway, I never saw you physically after that day again. Uh, I think that you are an exceptional man, husband, and will be father. I am very grateful that you are in my life. I, I refer to you a lot in my book. I refer to you a lot in my daily life. Uh, we have a lot in common, and I think... Um, I know your mom's not here and I'm too Cuban to be your mom, but you are a great son. No, you really that, are. That means a lot. Thank you so much for your kind words. That really does mean a lot. Thank you. And, um, listen, it takes, uh, it takes a lion to know a lion. So thank you so much for, for, for saying that, um, you have, so after you went to this event event with Grant and he said he was uh, just your trainer, um, you're, you're also a fixture, a foundational human at Anatomy because you, you, you welcome everyone there. You're so helpful and it's a, a, you're a super 
you know important part of the community but i feel like you put it out you get it back we were talking about miriam and miriam is a uh amazing human being and part of our community there's so many wonderful people that go to of course go to grant's class but go to anatomy and you're intertwined there i know you've been around fitness and fit for a while and you take it very seriously is there something that you could maybe highlight and tell us that you appreciate there you know because there's certainly personalities and humans there that we both appreciate a great deal but is there anything that you feel when you when you when you're there aside from wearing your clothing proudly every day it's not that i don't have clothing it's that it's very important to spread goodness uh, when I welcome people on the turf, when I help them with their tools, it's because I'm trying to spread goodness. Even when I don't feel like talking to another human being, your, or let me say, my gym is a, a very special place where, for me, protection is everything, and love, to me, is protection. From the moment I walk into the doors, I feel love. I feel love from the beautiful girl at the front desk, uh, to everybody all the way up the stairs, um, the cleaning staff who I've had to my home. Everyone is ready to help another human being. I've had too much experience in business to know that that is a very rare thing. When people think of anatomy, they think a lot of money, a lot of beautiful people, uh, very um, extreme workout. They become intimidated. And I really want people to see that I am a 50-year-old, 5'2 female that contends, hangs, and feels very welcome and very safe and, and very valid in your mm. establishment. I say my gym, and people laugh at me. They're like, it's not your gym, Magda. No, no, yes, it is my gym. And it is my home, and it is my sanctuary, and it is my bank, and it is my therapy. And if you look at it like that, hopefully I can bring more people because it's good. Mm -hmm. It's a good place. If you say to me, Magda, endorse it, you'd have to pay me big money to endorse something I didn't believe in. I believe in what I practice every day wholeheartedly. I've never been on your payroll, and it, it's just an easy market it doesn't have to be marketed it's marked wait it's marked hey that's a great uh, media thing that i just came up with right there but it's true it doesn't have to be sold the beautiful people inside and outside um in the gym are in great part the biggest people in my life yeah. you know and uh and on top of that it doesn't suck to be with really f physically strong people mentally strong people and Ironically, they're all successful. I mean, shake your head. Yeah, yeah. It's interesting how those uh, likes attract likes and, and personalities, excuse me, attract personalities. But you see a collection of, of people like that and at all the anatomy locations. You know, how do you think they got there? Right. You know, they, <laughs> the, the small group of people that I am fortunate enough to work with, they're all like, successful in their own way and they they all have the habit of getting up every day doing something physical where they move or that contributes to their health and wellness 
you know, they're regimented, they're strategic, they're intelligent. They like being around highly motivated people who welcome all work. It's a really special feeling. It's not just, you know, for a while I was in a place in my life where I see a guy in a Ferrari and beginning, oh, this guy must be an idiot. And then I realized they actually work hard to get there. Why wouldn't they want those things? And not everyone just woke up and was fell into money. Like they worked hard, and you you don't need to um, like that, but you need to respect it and appreciate it and understand what it is. Like that's you know, people there they want to be a part of something. You know, they really want to be a part of something. I want to be a part of something. I like being on teams. I like being part of communities. I like being around people. I think uh, when you walk into at least twelve twenty, which is the one I've had the most experience with it the people in the gym in the indecent morning hours are very successful financially successful people the reason they're up at that time is to get the movement the the physical sweat in before they go and attack the business world it should be celebrated um i don't know i i I don't feel ever any other inkling other than to celebrate somebody else's success and cheer for them whatever that may be but anytime you walk into any of the anatomy gyms, um, you see people that are working hard, not only in a gym, but in their real life. And the struggle is the real life. And you, get, you just mentally get stronger at uh, anatomy. Um, I've had so much uh, fortune to walk into your place in mm-hmm. so many ways. Well, just so many. We're very lucky to have you there. I know you're... You're a powerful, powerful presence and ambassador. So thank you so much for all you do. I mean that. Thank you. Um, when is uh, Coconut Grove opening? Soon. Very soon. Good. Very soon. I can't wait. We have an all-star team in there from, you know, energy experts. Sales team's incredible. Uh, uh, our managers, David Miller and Water, are terrific. Um, just all the body architects are so rare to go. That's going to be an extraordinary location, man. From what have you? Everything. Oh man, it's yeah. incredible. It's so beautiful down there. Mm. I, I don't have enough experience. That's I know that's your hood, but I don't have a lot of experience down there. I'm learning that. Number one, the real estate's very expensive. <laughs> uh, number two, there's a lot of parks, and it's very peaceful down there. It's it's a your area is protected. They have great government, local government. Um, the oldest business there is a, a client of mine, a 35 year established business they have great festivals really, really great festivals. What kind of festivals so they have parades uh, pre-covid um beautiful parades uh three times a year you're gonna be part of it i know you are oh, yeah. but last night i was with francis suarez the mayor of miami and he was focused on talking about coconut grove and he was saying that uh coconut grove for 15 years was dead and now the revival is insane and i'm so happy that you're going to be a part of this it's it's one of my favorite places to go because of the view and the fresh market is right behind you so i love that food and the mayor's office is actually right behind you and um I can connect you. And uh, awesome. it's just a great, you're going to love Coconut Grove. It's it's an interesting place, um, a lot rich in history, great schools um, all around it, and churches, great churches. Um, I, yeah, it's my hood, it's definitely my hood, and I can't wait to see your new facility and who's invited to the opening party. 
me. I'm the life of, of the party. Of course. I was the life of the party in the first anatomy party. You remember that? Uh, yeah, I do actually. But I was at Gulliver with my kid. You know, he was accepting an award, so I elected to be with my son. And then someone texted me my certificate from anatomy that said life of the party and i wasn't there to accept it so i'd like another one okay 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 we'll have them printed out we'll have them printed out so what's next the movie <laughs> the music video what well i'm i'll tell you um anything is possible mark i i really am shocked at the response to this book i don't stop getting phone calls from people please mm -hmm. come and and, and do things. Uh, the, statistically speaking, I've learned a lot. When you write a book, you probably won't sell more than 200 is the stats. Um, I have been fortunate. So anything is possible regarding the book. Um, of course, I'm going to put my head down and work really, really hard uh, for the rest of my working life. Mm -hmm. And I'm also going to hope that my new boyfriend takes me to Fiji. It's the only thing left Takes you to Fiji. Does, is he aware of this request? Yes, it's in the book. Um, <laughs> the only thing left on my lifetime bucket list is going to Fiji. Fiji. And I was waiting for that special someone because I didn't want to just go there with anyone. You know, I am a cougar. I'm famous for it. Uh, <laughs> so I could have gone at any point in time, but I was waiting for that special connection. And now I have him. So... Yeah, in every way, I'm letting him know. Mm -hmm. It's do or die, brother. All right. You know? All right. And are you going to be doing more fitness events? Are you going to be... So Seed Food and Wine Festival is in November. And another interesting meeting. Uh, they are 25,000 people strong. Um, it's a great community. Uh, I've been working with them for five years consecutively, teaching yoga to little babies 250 little people hello the cutest downward dogs and that stuff fills my heart and it it you know gets me out in the community and so definitely i'm involved with seed uh again this year thank god covid is allowing it and um or the disappearance of covid god willing and and it's so funny i was at the meeting the other day and they're like and then you could be the anatomy i go okay what part of i don't work at anatomy don't you people get the thing is, is people see me and they see me. Well, you're a celebrity for crying out loud. And it's okay. What, what, so what about maybe someday you will work at an Emmy? Who knows? You know what? Anything is possible. And uh, if, if that would happen, again, I would be one of the f most fortunate uh, employees. Um, Team members. I know you say that. Team members. And I appreciate that. And that's another reason why I love you. And if you hear my Audible book, it says, so buy the Audible, it says, Mark Magna is someone I know and love. Um, the problem is, is honored. yes, they are team members, but when you work for someone, you work for them. And if I worked for you and your business, Mark, I'd serve like a dog. And, and you know that, but I love the way you refer to your team as members, as family. I love the inclusion that you give them. It, you're so intelligent. You no. really, really are. I, and I, that, that's super kind. No, far, no, far it's from true, it, honey. No, it's no. true. And, you know, I, I hate it when I see people, you know, Mark is gifted. Mark is good looking. Mark has a beautiful wife. Mark doesn't sleep. Mark doesn't have a life. Mark gives his entire life to production. Yes, he's blessed in many ways, but it's all earned. I appreciate it. Very you know, much. it's very all much. earned. And, and I, I, 
I, you know, like you were saying about the Ferrari, I'm like, that guy works, works, works all day, all night. And, and I like people like that, man. I'm like yeah. that. Yeah. We just do the best we can yeah. every single day. Well, I have one more question for you. Shoot. One more question. Unedited. If you had to pick a topic subject right now for your next book, what would it be? Right this second, you have to pick. What would that subject be? Love. Love. All phases of love. Nothing in this world matters without love. Nothing. Why do you think we're struggling so much in this world? There's not enough love. Mm. There's not enough love, love of, of many things, but I think love is the cure for everything. And unfortunately, because of society, governments, uh, weight gain, mm. love is disappearing. Would you say that love is uh, obviously, um, maybe kindness is in there as well? Mark, you don't see a lot of people being kind to each other. You don't. Mark, it is, I smile at people and they look at me like I'm crazy. I know, I know. And you say thank you and they're like, uh, they don't say good morning. You say please. And they're like, well, what was that? And I'm like, it's okay. You can smile. You know, you go to try and lift something for someone, they get scared. Respect my boundaries. (laughs) If you were loving and you were kind, and, and trust me, I got to fight sometimes to be loving and kind. Man, does life change. And, you know, I've, I've been actually practicing this for a few years. Don't say anything negative for 30 days. 30 days? Try 24 hours. 30 days. 24 hours. And my God, everything is delicious. Yeah. Everything is delicious. Hang up the phone, walk away, turn your face. Nothing negative. Don't engage in anything negative. 30 days. And it's like cleansing. It's like losing 10 pounds. It's like climbing a mountain. Being kind, being loving towards every human and every situation will change your life. And I, I'm not a preacher. I am not a psychologist. I'm just a simple human. Mm-hmm. That anecdote is success. It's success. And, and you'd be surprised how your life can change if you're oh, loving sure. and kind. Sure. Yeah, so really? that's what my next book is going to be on, is love. Amazing. Yeah. Amazing. I made it to the Mark Megna podcast. Oh. Listen, I am so uh, happy that you made the time to come on. I'm so grateful that you made the time to come on. I just want to thank you. I hope you sell another 50,000 copies of your book. Thank you, sweetie. And um, it's a great book. Um, please, let's... Well, I want you to give the shout out to the books and, and tell them where they can purchase the book, where they can leave a review, where they can find you on social media. So give them all that information, please. I am www.atreve-t.com. You can find the book on Audible, Amazon, iTunes. What's the other one? What's the other one? Is it uh, the Kindle? Kindle. Uh, so I I am Rev. I A M R E V. I am Rev till the day I die. I own that title. And uh, yeah, you can find me there. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. So can we get the picture? Nothing matters without the picture for Instagram. Let's go. All right. Thank you so much. But will you take your shirt off though? No. Come on. I want to see your boxes. No, I have nothing. You have, have like. No, all my muscles are gone. I'm an old man. 
You're, I, might you're, not, I might not be able to find my way home. You're a lot older than you look. <laughs> That's for sure. All right, honey. Thank you for having me on the show. I love you. Thank you.